Hello wrestling fans, it's Quint Charisma. Hey, that's me. And today I'm with Jeremiah Plunkett. Yo again everybody, Jeremiah Plunkett and Quentin Charisma. By golly, we're smack dab along ringside. And son of a gun, we are ready to go with another big week of the Territorial Wrestling Review Podcast. And gracious goodness, it's going to be good. <laughs> yeah, he was, it's like I was going to run into some right beginning this week. That was awesome. Uh, gracious goodness, never heard it that way. I know, that was, yeah, I heard he said it. I was like, all right, that's a, he, he pulled something way out, way back out of his uh, before we get started on a couple of notes, I actually did a little back research. Um, about time. Yeah. <laughs> we saw about, you know, about the, I always showing the Midnight Rockers video and then they stopped showing it. We were trying to figure out, you know, if they were, when they left the AWA. Uh, they dropped the belt um, on May 25th, 1987, and they left for New York. So, that's why. Now, is this, is this the first run? Yes. That's okay, the first good. one. They lost them to um, uh, Boris Zukov and Soldat Ustinov. And she got now KC was their manager. Um, so, yeah, that was their first run. And they came back, uh, I think it was in October. They yeah, they didn't, they didn't last long. I yeah. believe the, uh, the quote from Vince was, Nice boots, guys. You know they're made for walking, right? Yeah, yeah they, they, didn't, they didn't stay up there very long that first go around. And then the other thing I looked up, um, as I said, I knew that uh, Knobs and Sags was working in uh, AWA. They started out as referees, and then um, they put them together. Um, I went back and looked through the uh, match uh, listings, and the first time they worked as a team was April 18th, 87. Uh, first time they teamed as the Nasty Boys, so... Uh, we're looking at uh, May, June, three months. So ha had they been working singles at yes. all or just referee? Okay. Yeah, they refed and they started working singles. And I think Sags worked, he worked more singles than Knobs did from what I, from what I could, uh, what results I uh, went through. So, and you could tell uh, Sags was more polished because Knobs was awful. But, uh, so I did a little, little back, um, research there so <laughs> so we get the uh i saw man i done messed up so uh this is uh show number 30 we're doing the cwa memphis tv show from july 25th 1987 evansville feed so that means it was taped in memphis tennessee on july 18th 1987 we get the regular opening when it's got the music in the video pretty much the full thing and we uh lance and dave at the desk lance has a greeting he does a lanceism you done gave it to us uh, so uh, Dave, uh, Dave starts off with the lineup for today. He's got Jeff Jarrett against Rooster Cogburn. Uh, Nasty Boys will be later on in the show. Big Bubba versus the singing cowboy Don Bass. And expiration of time will be Billy Travis and Mark Starr against Paul Diamond and Pat Tanaka. And Lance says, we've got a clip of the Super Tour you won't want to miss. And they cut to a break. So they didn't know. Uh, he teaser that's this big super tour again, uh, which I thought was a letdown. But anyway, uh, so they come back from break. Lance is standing. Out comes George Barnes for the interview. Uh, is he wearing a denim jacket or is it a silver like ring jacket? I thought it was denim. It, it's kind of hard to tell. But. I, I did too. It looked like a uh, 
acid wash denim jacket. Yeah. And I was like, all right, man. Yeah, rocking yeah. it. Yeah, and to me, that's what I thought it was. So I was like, it's, yeah, acid washes. I was like, you know, the quality's not the best, but I was like, I'm pretty sure what that, I think that's what it was. So, I, I'm, I, I, if I was a betting man, that's what I'd be putting my money on. But if I was a bit man, I'd probably be wrong. So, anyway. <laughs> uh, so he comes out and does an interview. Lance asks him why he hit Rocky Johnson during the match. And he wants to know yeah, wants to know why he did it. Uh, basically, Barnes says he doesn't have to explain to anybody. anybody yeah, I can't talk tonight. He says he doesn't have to explain to anybody except himself. Uh, basically says uh, he don't like Rocky Johnson. And... <laughs> And um, wasn't much more to it, was it? Yeah, I mean, he puts over Bill Dundee. He says he thinks Bill Dundee is the best wrestler in the world, and he's equally as good. Oh, yeah. Um, so Bill deserves a partner like him, and Rocky Johnson is equally the laziest wrestler in oh, the yeah. world today. Yeah, I forgot about that part. Yeah, I, I was on, no wonder I didn't turn my page. Duh. <laughs> yeah, but I turned my page, there it is. It says, Rocky's the laziest. <laughs> The, the best line I enjoyed, he's like, um, he goes, I, I don't explain anything to anybody. I stopped explaining myself to my parents when I hit 18. Yeah, 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 it was good. That was good. He's a good, he's a good solid promo. He's nothing. No, he's, 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 he's no flash. He's no flash. He's to the point and believable. Yeah, very believable. And you can tell, so... You can tell when he first came back. I, I think behind the scenes, he's a really nice guy because Lance seems to love him. Yeah. But he is a total butthole. Yeah. <laughs> when he's out there, and it's great. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it was, yeah, he, he, like I said, he's not flashy. He's straight to the point and believable that he's just an old, just bitter old, old fart, basically. <laughs> Yeah, it just all—he always seems miserable. Yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, exactly. And, and everybody knows somebody like that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm doing a podcast with one right now. I'm hey, kidding. hey, I've been known to be at, at times. <laughs> well, you know how it is, though. So basically, he—he he, um, basically that's it, and he walks off. Lance pitches it to Dave about the super tour. Uh, Dave puts it over, and then. Um, he throws to the video for the Super Tour. We get the little um, Super Tour graphics with Mike's, Michael St. John's uh, voice. It says, coming to cities. Coming to these cities. And then we never see the list of cities. Yeah, I know. It's like I'm putting it. Then it goes straight to uh, clips of Curtis Henning defending the AWA World Belt from AWA TV. Um, then they show a clip of Rocky Johnson bumping the Dirty White Boys, which I tried to see. It was so short, I couldn't see where that was from. Um, it, it was a while ago, though, because Rocky was a bit younger. Yeah, I want to say it might have... Could have been Puerto Rico, maybe? Possibly. I'm just wondering. Um, I tried, but the clip was so short. And then they went to... Uh, then the, then the, it, This is all clips. Um, then they did a clip of... Uh, showed of Wahoo McDaniel and DJ Peterson against... Uh, Sold out Yusinov and Boris Zukov, which... With Sheik Adnan, baby. And that was a cluster. Um, they showed too much... Real, of, quick, real quick, I do want to ask something about this. Yeah. Why does everybody always call him Wahoo McDaniels? It's McDaniel, correct? I've seen with an S. I've seen it without an S. I've always said McDaniel. 
That's what I thought it actually was. Yeah. I've seen it with both. I re I look, I'm looking at my notes and I have it without the S. So, I've seen it with both. You know? Who I don't... And this was older Wahoo, too. Oh, man. Well, not Wahoo, real old. Wahoo. No, that was, that was the same time. That was 87, because him and Peterson, that that footage was 87. Well, no, I understand that. I'm just saying it's older Wahoo, like he's old. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. This was his last run anyway, really. Yeah, it's, it's overhand chop Wahoo, because his shoulder hurts. Yeah, and um, uh, they showed this this clip went way too long. Um, yeah, and Adnan has heat, but man, he can't bump anymore. No, he's old. He's yeah, they hate they hate him though. Those crowd, that crowd was going oh, crazy yeah. when they were beating up that yeah, knot. Yeah, he's juicing off chops. Yeah, <laughs> he's putting over Wahoo's chop. That's what he's uh, doing, yeah. DJ Peterson about kills himself. No, he, giving a suplex. Man, you know, I looked at him. You know, I was thinking, I was like, he's been working at least three to four years at, at this time. He he oh, he was awful in this clip. I was like. Looked like a million bucks, but terrible. Yeah, and I don't remember him being this bad. But in this one, he would—he looked really bad. Uh, then they show, excuse me, then they show a clip of Lawler, clip of Jeff Jarrett on the AWA t TV giving the the uh, bottle rocket drop kick. Uh, clip of Mitch Snow, which who the heck is Mitch Snow? He worked AWA, worked the Carolinas, and. Uh, Pretty much drugs killed his career. Um, he didn't go to the gym and got on drugs real bad when he went to Crockett. Crockett gave him a, was going to give him a slight little push, and he just got on the drugs, wouldn't stay clean, wouldn't stay in the gym. Uh, had really no body. And, I mean, he looked good in this clip. Yeah. But he won with a hip toss. I just want to throw that out there. Hey, that was the jam slam, wasn't it? Or what was it called? It, it was a hip toss. Oh, it was more than a hip toss. He come down to on top of him. Like, oh, I'm sorry. It was a falling hip toss. <sighs> I don't know. It, it had a name for it. <laughs> it wasn't just your regular hip toss. There was more to it. You go, If you be watch it, you'll see the clip. Yeah, I'm sure you'll be on my side because it was more than a hip toss. Because I never took a hip toss like that or gave one. So, Have you? Yeah, I've had people fall down giving me a hip toss before. I've had them fall down but not come down with me in in the same motion. <laughs> I've had them fall down because they couldn't stand up because <laughs> they didn't know how to I'll, work. <laughs> I, I, I'll say this. I guarantee Vern loved that finish. Oh, you know it did. was boring. Oh, yeah. there was not, I didn't say it was spectacular or devastating. <laughs> oh, Vern was, yeah, he probably got a woody off that. <laughs> I should have used that in 1958. <laughs> you know, he probably did. He probably created it. He probably, <laughs> you're probably right on that one. <laughs> I, I was, won the world junior heavyweight title with this. <laughs> so then they get clips of Bill Dundee, Billy Travis, Nasty Boys, Paul Diamond, Pat Tanaka, separate, which that didn't make sense. Moon Dogs, and then they cut back to Dave. And I put on my notes. I give them a. For this being a good idea, then I give him a C minus for actual effort. That was horrible. That was that it was, was not the best piece. That no. was throwed to be hyped up for two weeks. That was the most throwed together, rushed piece of crap I've ever seen. I, 
I will say this though: if, if all those people are on the, all the Super Tour cards, which I'm sure they're not, but if all those people are on the Super Tour cards, that's a stacked lineup. Well, mm, I mean, uh, you only you're getting well, not well. I don't know because you only get you're getting Henning. Um, now I, I'm looking at it in 2020 eyes, looking at all the people on it. You know what I mean? How great all these workers were. Oh, and, and DJ Peterson was also there. But <laughs> you know, a, a lot of these guys are certified, if not worldwide legends, like local legends. Well, yeah, but you, you know got, what I mean? But you got to look at that time period though, because ninety percent of the crew was Memphis crew. So yeah, no, I, I, mean, I, I, would, I would say probably about sixty. But I mean, they, they could have brought in. You could have brought in Bachwinkle, because he was still working with them. Uh, let's see. Well, um, Zukov and uh, Yusinov. And I, I'm assuming they were probably there. It, if you notice, very few heels were featured. Like, some were, but very few heels had, like, the nameplate and were featured. Yeah, I'm trying to think who else was babyfaces at the company then. Um... I mean, they could have Zabisco. I mean, there was a lot of people they could have brought with them. It just seemed like they they just you know, you know, like bringing the the two champion the the heavy champ heavyweight champion and the singles I mean singles heavyweight champion the tag champions and Mitch Snow. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean they could have I don't know. <laughs> Bob Winkle was babyface then, so they could have brought him, but they've been using him. Not he isn't. I just remembered. Yeah, he's he's heel. Never mind. Duh. <laughs> I don't know. I just I just think it could have been better. It just seemed like I, it, I, I want to see Larry Zabisco versus Jerry Lawler and see how long before they touch. I say twenty. Yeah, every bit of it. Twenty minutes. All right. So let's see. Uh, well, let's see. Da da da. Okay. So the comeback. Um, yeah, they yeah they still mentioned no towns that whole time. That's what got me. The 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 even at the end they could have did a little scroller with at least a few of the towns you know. I, I'm sure we'll get more VTRs of this coming up. I'm I hope so. I hope they just don't keep replaying this one. Um, you know how things are in Memphis around this time period. Uh, so they come back and Dave throws it to Lance in the dressing room, which is uh, different. Uh, I thought it was weird. Yeah, it really was because I can't. I mean, I'm I'm trying to think. Of the last time they did it, it'd been a, probably a long time because I can't remember offhand of them doing this. Uh, he interviews Jeff uh, in the back. Yeah, that just I don't. And uh, that was just yeah, it was. It just didn't make sense. Uh, Lance asks about the title defense against the clones. I mean, against the uh, Mid America title defense against the clone. Just as he'll defend his belt anywhere, Lance. Um, says he's tough and almost stooged off the the uh, clone's uh, title win. He almost stooged it off and, and corrected himself. <laughs> and um, um, let's see. Where am I? It, it, it wasn't much because yeah. as, as soon as soon as Lance said that, Jeff's music yeah, started music playing. Came on, yeah. He was about to say that clones are tough. They won the they won the Southern Tag, and he cut it. He stopped himself because for some reason they 
they put the belts on them, but I don't think they made them all the way around the loop before the one got hurt. So, um, the Southern Tag Belt. So, I'm thinking that's because nobody knew that. And well, the well, basically, the Southern Tag Belts have been defending once in four months anyway. But anyway, uh, see, so as music hits, he hits, he comes out. He's got we, we get that cool behind shot, but then they cut it. They should have followed him all the way through the curtain. Well, they did. It was dark. They did follow him. Well, I understand. They followed him, but, like, the cameraman didn't follow him out the curtain. Because it was so dark, you can't... It would, They shouldn't even show it. It was too dark. You couldn't see nothing. I think in those big, heavy curtains, too, I think it might have gotten the... I think it was just those doors and everything for him to... I don't know. I just think it was, it was stupid even to fall in that far. I just didn't care for it. But he's got new tights. Nice. Yeah, he does. Uh, some sweet purple tie-dye, it looks like. I think it's just... I don't think it's tie-dye. I think it looked like clouds. Big, puffy, white clouds on it. <laughs> they, were, uh, they were something. Yeah, they were something, all right. I think it... I did, because I kept looking at it, I was like... I was like, is it clouds? It looked like big clouds. I mean, it probably was tie-dye, but it looked, I was like... But it was different, you know, it stood out. I think that's probably why he got them. Uh, so they got the first match of the day. It's Jeff Jarrett against Rooster Cogburn. Uh, Jericho Hoon's our ref for all the matches today. Uh, this was a really good little little match. It, it was really good. Uh, you know, Jeff was hip-tossing an arm-dragging early. Uh, Cogburn, I didn't have as much fun watching him this time. He because was, he was... He, he went out there and actually worked. Like um, he wrestled. Yeah, he had no personality. And, um, yeah, that part. Was, of it, I mean, he was vicious. He was really good and vicious, yeah. and you know, used every dirty trick in the book. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it was very back and forth. There was no prolonged heat, no. but each man got a little bit. Um, Cogburn even hit a, a Russian loop suit. Uh, sorry, I have both written down here. A Russian leg sweep, which Dave called a side suplex. Yeah. <laughs> um. So it, it was good. It's just, yeah. man, I, I was hoping we'd get entertainment well, rooster. I, you know why? This is why I I, I, I thought of this. Because at first I was like, man, he went out there because all these other matches, they're not letting him get hardly anything in. So he's he's working this gimmick. This and Jeff went out there and let him work. Yeah? Yeah. No, it, was, it was a very good match. Yeah. And that the drop kick for the finish. Chef's kiss. Picture perfect. Woo-hoo. He gets some air on them drop kicks, boy. Man, he was right up there in the mush. You know, and, and I've worked Jeff Jarrett two or three times, and he never threw a drop kick. And now going back and watching this, it both makes me sad and glad. <laughs> exactly. Because, <laughs> A, I want to take it. He's always had a beautiful drop kick. B, he might murder me, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, that like I said, you know, it was good for Rooster to show he could actually really w- wrestle. But you know, he did more just than work the gimmick. Um, so I, you know, it was. I think it was good for him to to have a match like that too. Maybe to open up some more eyes. Maybe get him some more house shows too. You know. Yeah. So uh, uh, yeah, Jeff he went the uh, jockey for the win. Uh, like I said, it's a good little match. I really liked it. Um, uh, they cut the break. They go to Lance for the Evansville Coliseum show for Wednesday night, July 29th, 1987, Evansville, Indiana. 
he talks about Lawler and Bachwinkle. Uh, the winner gets a shot at the AWA belt. And then they cut to an interview, uh, a taped interview from Bachwinkle. Uh, he's on the AWA TV set. And this is classic Bachwinkle. Yeah, a typical Bachwinkle fair. Um, the only thing is, he's not dressed up. He has no shirt on. Uh but it, it's smooth, it's worded excellently, he's cool, he's calm, he's collected. Um, and knowing that he, I mean, he cuts that promo anyway, but he doesn't really bury Lawler at all, which he never really would flat out bury no, his opponent. No. But he, he doesn't say anything too bad about Lawler, and knowing that he's a baby face in the AWA, it makes a little more sense now. It was more of a just competitive promo. Yeah. But, yeah, it's typical Bachwinkle Fair. is very, very good. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's all. It was classic Bachwinkle. You know, very good. Uh, that was the only match they even talked about. So they cut back to the studio. Uh, Bill and Dean and Rocky Johnson come out in street clothes. And Rocky's got his Hawaii 5 shirt on. Yeah, Bill's Bill's looking good. He's got the uh, the the wide, uh, wide-necked, you know, dress shirt on. Pants pulled up to his uh, nipples. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, his torso looks about half as tall as it is anyway. <laughs> uh, do you notice the knot still on Rocky Johnson's head when he when he walked out? I did. It's still there, man. I'm starting to worry about that thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, apparently, according to Bill Dundee, Rocky Johnson is now do, down to 265 pounds. Yeah, yeah. So they've been training, and he's yeah, he's 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 losing the weight, looking good, and and then. Um, then Rocky, Rocky lowers the boom. Rocky busts Bill Dundee's bubble. <laughs> oh, man. He talks... Uh, hey, and it got me, too. I didn't see this swerve coming. Oh, no, no. This, uh... It wasn't, that's not a swerve. That This is just catching you off guard. Swerve is when... It's, uh, it's... You think one thing and you get another. Well, yeah, and it's total... Yeah, this is just kind of a out-of-nowhere moment. He really want to, you know, really want to swerve. Kind of the, you know, where Cornette goes off on, um, what's his name? Um, Russo. About where he took the word swerve and tried to reinvent the actual meaning of it. Um, so basically, it's not really a swerve. Um, it's basically just catching him off guard. Um, now, <laughs> was it just me? Or has Rocky Johnson forgot how to talk? He he repeated himself a lot, but I, I think what I got from the <laughs> promo. Well, real quick, what what he's saying is uh, he basically lays out the bill that he's not going to wrestle again until he has a match with George Barnes. Oh, hold on, that okay. <laughs> stop it real fast. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But that when I said he forgot how to talk, he kept calling him George Burns. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, I got that. And he was saying George really weird. Yeah, he said George Burns. I was like, huh? <laughs> I just kept seeing George Burns coming out there with his cigar going, what are you talking about? <laughs> Where's Gracie? <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 I didn't realize that's what you're talking about. Uh, yeah. He just repeated himself a lot. And yeah. I think it was like the promo didn't need to be fired up. No, he no. was just explaining to Bill, yeah. and I think that's where he was having trouble. Yeah, he, was, it, he felt like he needed to get fired up. He's like, I can't, so he's just saying, yeah. 
you're my friend, Bill, and I, I really like you, but I'm going to get George Barnes. And he said that like three or four times at, at one point saying it after I'm not going to repeat myself again and then repeated himself. <laughs> I think what it was was um, he was trying to be really serious and um, – and, but, and Rocky doesn't cut those super serious promos usually. You know what I mean? He yeah. usually has the the catchphrases and the rhymes yeah. and yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's totally different from what he's used to. Yeah, my whole thing was he just called him George Burns, <laughs> but uh, it was very serious, uh, very well done. Um, like I said, even though he was, you know, he did repeat his seven, kept calling him George Burns, um, uh, but just his presentation of it. Made it feel real, because uh, and Dundee played off it well too. Yeah, he, yeah, Dundee, uh, like everybody involved in this little segment right here did very well. I thought um, uh, even, even when Eddie Eddie Marlin comes out, Eddie Marlin is usually terrible. Yeah, he was actually good. He was serious about it and laid out the contract thing, saying that um, you know then. Uh, then Rocky cuts him off, says he didn't sign the contract, and yeah, Rocky dropping two bombs in this promo. Yeah, so Eddie and him go back to look at the contract. Dundee is just he's uh he, he's selling it well, like he's just he he's gobsmacked, he's yeah, speechless. Yeah, he's speechless. And for Dundee to be speechless is is you know that's is unheard of. So it, like I said, everybody involved in this little segment here. Was real good, and I more thought about it. You know, he did repeat himself a lot, but um, you know, this situation is real life. You know, you would try, you would, you probably would repeat yourself a lot, trying to, you know, let you know the person know, hey, it's not, you know, you would have. I mean, because you know, to kill the time, you know, saying to put in the time they got to put in, um, because I mean, I I mean, there's really not too many, many more ways you can just come out and. You know, say it without making it look scripted, you know? Yeah, well, and without going into a typical wrestling promo exactly. about rip George Barnes from limb to limb. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. And he did, he did say something that I, that I liked. Um, you know, he, he said he wants a match. And, you know, typical thought would be just beat the guy up. Well, he says that. He, yeah. he goes, you know, I, I'll beat him up in the parking lot, yeah. but I'd really yeah, rather yeah, not go said, to jail. Yeah, he said, he said they finally said, well, if I don't get the match, I'll just beat him up in the parking Yeah, it was good because he was trying to, you know, get it and it wasn't happening and he said, fine, look, you know. Yeah, it was all done very, very well. Um, so like I said, uh, Marlon and Rocky Johnson leave, then Dundee uh, says he's speechless and leaves. Um, the music hits and out comes the Nasty Boys. Oh, and I was scared we were going to get a promo, but luckily we don't. Yes, that's like and they went to the ring. So the second match of the night, the night, yep, the morning, the day, then whatever it is. Uh, the Nasty Boys against David Johnson, and it says Ron Nations on the graphic, but it's not. It's Randy Bryant. So I guess uh, Ron uh, Nations was was. Uh, Touching up his new dye job, I guess. I was about to say, maybe uh, he got the new dye job in the tights and they just got confused. Yeah. Because <laughs> we sure as heck didn't recognize him. Yeah. So, Knobs uh, and Bryant start. Knobs um, starts up. Oh, crap. Hold on. <coughs> Dang. 
Oh. Well, while you're coughing up a lung, we don't get any wrestling this week. Thank <laughs> God, because the I, and usually I'll never say that because the Nancy the Nancy the nasty boys can't wrestle. It's all clubbering from them. <laughs> but the more this match goes on, the more I realize they can't even do that. Exactly. This match is this match is horrible. I said, uh, <laughs> I said, um, knob falls <laughs> falls he about falls down on the double elbow they give. <laughs> You see him? I fell down on the double elbow. I was like, he can't even walk. Uh, and then they give uh, David Johnson a, a gut shot, and he about lands on his head. Did you notice that? Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. The, the, uh, the knee to the gut. Yeah. yeah, he, does not, yeah. He, does not, he does not take the uh, the kitchen sink well, the old knee to the gut. Yeah. Um, John, Johnson keeps trying to fight back. Yeah, he stayed, I noticed that he stayed alive. He he tried to, he fought back a lot through this. He just didn't completely die on him. Yeah, this, this match, I mean, I actually have this written in capital letters. This match is horrible. What about the, then they blew a spot knobs and Johnson in the ropes. Uh, Johnson was fighting back, fighting back, and hit the ropes and come at him, and Nobs was supposed to cut him off, and Nobs was just standing there, and they ran into each other. Did you say that? Yeah, and Dave tried to play it off like it was, he, you know, did some kind of gut shot. I'm like, yeah. he didn't move. I, I know. Nobs is, Nobs is clueless, man. He is so clueless. Uh, and then Sags, let's uh, see, uh, then he does the old uh, pick him up on, for the three count. He grabbed his head and went to and pick him off. up. Yeah, it's like he had no head. And I was like, dude, it's like, can you do anything? So then Sags gets in there. And then he starts doing like some kind of stomach claw thing. They get lost because Calhoun almost, he should have counted three. Because that, that was a cluster there with Sags doing that part. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, because he, he was doing a double stomach claw. And Calhoun thought he was just going for a pin, which he should have anyway. Yeah. The shoulders were down. down. Yeah. Uh, it was, oh God, it was so horrible. The, the finish was the second row clothesline from, from Knobs, and I was never happier that it was over. Yeah, that was just. It was so bad. Knobs just, uh, I got my nose. I said, Knobs is green. Is just, he's just, he's horrible. He shouldn't even be in the ring. Um, Sags, I, I think there were five or six clotheslines and 37 elbow drops. Yeah, they, it, it, it's bad. Sags uh, finally showed he was he, his greenness in this match because that, that whole thing got messed up. My thing is, when you're in there with, when you're in there, uh, that's that. That's your match. You're going over those job guys. You call the match. You, they. That's what I'm saying. It, it's bad when um, David Johnson and Randy Bryan are better than Brian Knobs. Yeah. No. It, absolutely, they were. Yeah. It, it's just. It's horrible. I, I did. I, I will say one thing that I did enjoy about this match is the weird bumps that uh, David Johnson would take. Like, yeah. he can't, he comes off the rope and they give him a gut shot. And instead of, like, doubling over, he jumps in the air and flies and lands on his butt and holds his gut. It, it's the most nonsensical way yeah. to take any of that. <laughs> but it was very entertaining. And I'm like, this is, this is stupid. All right, so the Nasty Boys, they're done. They're, they finish one, two, three. So they come walking out of the ring, and they walk by, and the Moon Dogs come out and walk right by them. <laughs> I was like, uh oh. Um, they come out. I wish they would have beat them up. I know. At first, I was like, oh, we're going to have a little friction here. Uh, the Bruno's out. Uh, he's got his Poe Folks hat on. Yeah, baby. Uh, he's got a uh, spike on the leash again. 
Uh, he talks about Jeff Jarrett going to lose his, the Mid-America belt to the clone. Then he talks about his Moon Dogs against Bubba and a mystery partner. Um, let's see. Spike was he, he, he keeps hitting Spike with a shoe. That's what I'll say. I was like, Spike was on the leash. And he was doing, he was really, you know, he wasn't as aggressive as he was last week, but he was still, you know, aggressive. So Bruno was hitting him with his shoe. <laughs> um, he, he got in Dave's face. Yeah, he got and, over Dave. And Dave. Dave was just looking at the camera, trying not to sell it. Yeah, Dave <laughs> just like... Dave, Dave's like, I don't put stuff over. Yeah. That's Lance. Yeah, it's Lance. I'm like, I'm the, I just sit back here. Um, so they leave. Um, Marlon comes back out and says that Rocky Johnson didn't sign the contract. So he says he's going to make a match with Rocky Johnson against George Barnes, not Burns. And says he's going to have to change the whole card and he'll get back with Lance to, to uh, rearrange the card. Uh, so they cut the break. And, uh, and apparently he got to Lance because we get the whole card <laughs> complete with spoilers. Oh, Jesus no. Christ. Oh, man. This would have been such a good show if they would, if this would have been the, the um, yeah, they just stooged everything off. And I was like. We, we get two big spoilers in this card. Oh. And like, I'm like, oh, man, it's good, though. It's good stuff that they could have saved. Yes. I'll let you run the card, the whole card down. All right. Opening match, we got a singles match with Pat Tanaka versus Mark Starr. Paul Diamond in a singles match with Billy Travis. Brickhouse Brown gets a job match with John Paul, just saying. Um, <laughs> we, we have a grudge match. The Moondogs versus Big Bubba and no longer a mystery partner, Goliath. Yeah. Uh, we have a Mid-America heavyweight title defense. Jeff Jarrett defends against the clone with downtown Bruno. George Barnes versus Rocky Johnson. Spoiler number two. And no, not the mass spoiler number two. Uh, <laughs> special referee, Bill Dundee. So it's not Bobby Duncan? Was that spoiler number two? In Florida, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, there we go. I, I had no idea. <laughs> uh, I knew there was a spoiler number two. Didn't know who it was. Um, well, I know the one then, in Florida in the early 80s was Bobby Duncan Sr., so. <laughs> I gotcha. Uh, and then uh, winner gets a shot for the AWA World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, Nick Bockwinkle versus Jerry Lawler is the main event. Yep. Two big spoilers. Like, not. That's, I think that's the thing that bothers me. Is it's not just small spoilers, like a match that we're going to get set yeah. up later. It's big stuff. It's the big angles that they're setting up. It it it, it don't make sense. <sighs> you know. Yeah, this, this this hurt. Normally, I, I just laugh at these, but these hurt. I'm like, man. How do you expect your, you know, because this is the same tape that goes out to Nashville, Louisville, and uh, Evansville. This loop tape, so. How do they expect to draw? You know? It it just makes no sense. I just don't understand. I mean... Uh, with all that out of the way, though, I will say this is a really good card. Yeah, it is. <laughs> like, it's a super solid card. Yeah. Max and Mark Starr will be great. Paul Diamond and Billy Travis will be great. Yep. Brickhouse Brown and John Paul will be awesome. Uh, Bubbling Goliath versus the Moondogs, probably not great, but the Moondogs, it, it'll be a brawl. It'll be a good, it'll be a good brawl. It'll be a good brawl. Uh, you know, Jeff Jarrett versus the Clone, probably pretty good. 
Um, George Barnes and Rocky Johnson with Bill Dundee as a special referee. That's going to be a really fight. Good. That's just going to be a fight. And then Bachwinkle and Lawler, of course, is going to be I good. Mean, like, yeah. This is a super-duper solid card. Yeah, yeah. And we know the outcome to this match, I'm assuming. Uh, the Bachwinkle-Lawler match. I guess. I don't know. Well, I'm just, I'm just playing times in my head because... Oh, I got some into this. I got. We're gonna have to. I'm. <laughs> you're gonna be really mad about next week because I uh, fast forward to see what what uh, what kind of show we get next week, and we get the worst of worst B tape shows. I, oh, I don't even. Want, I don't even want to review it. I'll, I'll talk uh, to you. Let's, re- let's review it and bury the heck out of it. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> All right. So they go to break. They go back to the studio. It's uh, Big Bubba against Don Bass. Why is Don Bass wearing a referee shirt? It has something to do with the Memphis 30-minute thing. Because like, we didn't get the Lawler. Um, it's in my notes. I was going to talk about it later. But uh, we didn't get the Lawler Brickhouse uh, segment, which came on. Because remember when Dundee, first, Dundee and Johnson first came out there, he said, I got one thing to say. Brickhouse Brown, you've, uh, you've really, uh, uh, what do you say? You, you've... Uh, You've made your grave against Lawler or something like that, you know? Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah. So, so we. It's. Uh, I'm assuming Bass had something to do with the um that shirt had something to do with the third with the the Memphis part we don't get. All right. So we get and Boss Winters is with Don Bass. That's kind of. Um, you know, I, I, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, Boss I, I, saw, I didn't realize that's who it was. I saw somebody out yeah. with him, but... Is Boss hey, Winters? Boss Winter getting, getting with a star. Yeah. Uh, so, they start off, they lock up, and they go in the corner, and I knew, as soon as I saw Bass grab Bubba from behind, grabbed him, wouldn't let go of him, I knew something was happening. Moondogs hit the ring with boards, and they just start waylaying on, on... And this is the Moondogs I remember with boards. Yes. Now, it, and concussions um, but right now it's those breakaway boards and they don't just hit it once and let it break they take up the broken pieces hit them with that then pick up the other broken pieces and hit them with until you're left with like a, a you know one foot by I, three inch piece and they're breaking that over I put, your head I put on here they I put um, I said uh, Paul Don Patton is holding the bay face doors Don, uh, let's see. Don Bass just walking around in the ring doing nothing. Yeah, doing absolutely nothing. Yeah, just boss, boss winners and somebody else is blocking the other do- uh, entrance. And I said, in the boards by by now, I said Bubba's got juice. Bubba got juice, and by now the boards look like kindling laying in the ring. My favorite part of Don Bass walking around is he's on camera side too. Yeah, so like, he's like, I'm gonna get on TV. It's like, what is he doing? I was like, I figured he'd want to help Boss Winters hold the door. And I'm wondering if they're, because they never showed, and they said, hey, there's somebody over there with Boss Winters holding the other door. We can't see who it is. I'm wondering if it was supposed to be Bass holding the door with, with Boss Winters, and he never got out of the ring, and it's like, I'm getting my camera time this week, baby. <laughs> he just walked back and forth on TV. Yeah, the whole time. He literally from corner to corner, from corner to corner. Yeah, it wasn't like he was helping them. Hitting him, or, you know, throwing a punch. He just kept walking back and forth, talking, and it was hilarious. I was like, that was, it was like, I was like, that's what it was. I bet he was supposed to go hold the door with Boss Winters. That's, because I figured out that's what Boss Winters was out there for, you know, basically. And 
Don Bass said, screw that. I'm getting my TV time. <laughs> oh, and you notice Bruno was blowing a whistle this week. I didn't. Yeah, he blew it a couple times. I heard it. I said, oh, crap, I heard a whistle, so I rewound it. He blew it like two or three times. Uh-oh. Toward, toward the end, yeah. Toward the end of uh, the beatdown. Uh, finally, we get, well, finally uh, the Bayfaces break through the door, make a save with no contact. It's Travis Starr, David Johnson, Jeff uh, Jarrett. Travis Starr. Travis and Star. Travis Star. <laughs> Nobody else will get that reference, but it's funny. I'm going to make a shave. I'm going to make a shave in the match. Um, Travis, Travis and Star, uh, David Johnson, Jeff Jarrett, and Randy Bryant make the save, no contact, and they cut to break. I noticed the most random thing. Jeff Jarrett has some really slick-looking white boots on. Yeah, yeah. I thought I saw them. I was like, "What is he wearing?" So he's got some some white elephant white um, trunk boots there. And yeah, they were really white cowboy boots. Uh, so they go, they cut the break. They come back to Lance and Dave at the desk. Uh, they start to go into the next match, and Bill Dundee comes out. Real quick before that, and it happens the whole uh, a whole second third or his whole third of the show Lance having trouble reaching down and grabbing the belt yeah, he's, he's like I can't I can get to it it's, just, it's like somebody keeps moving the bell on him for some reason so Dundee comes out explaining his feelings about the whole Rocky Johnson and um, uh, George Marsh situation and, and lays out the whole history between yeah. him and Johnson and him and Barnes yeah that's both really good day. Oh, it's super good. Yeah, and it's uh, and I said like we've been saying the last few weeks when Dundee wants to be serious, he is spot on. Absolutely, he's gold when he wants to be. Yeah, and uh, he asked for Eddie Marlin to come out. Well, he asked Eddie Marlin, asked Eddie Marlin if he could be the referee. Uh, Lance looks at him like what? Hey, Lance saw that perfect. Did you see Lance? He's like what? <laughs> Just, yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, Lance even says, he's like, why would you want to be in that position? Yeah, he's like, and, but it was his look and what his expression and his tone of voice. Yeah, he was like, what? You know, it was perfect. Oh, and Gundy explained it good, too. He's yeah. like, it, he goes, it'd be smart for me just to stay out of it. Yeah. But if I stayed out of it, then one per- then both of them can come to me and say, you turned your back on me. Man, it, 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 these, it, it segments, so good. these segments were perfect. And then they ruin it by stooging it off on the second uh, yeah. Eddie's rundown. Absolutely. It's, I mean, everybody involved. Rocky was part, you know, like I said, even, even though he kept calling by the wrong, but it was just, you know, it. to me, I, and, and you look at it, it's like, well, maybe he's just so emotional. And if you know, see, Rocky's from um, Canada, and if you ever listen to him, when he ain't shucking and jiving, when he talks normal, he has, his some of his speech is not too clear. But when he's right. but when he's shucking and jiving though he's you know, but if a normal talk I've noticed it through the years, he does have kind of a a little accent a little bit. But anyway, yeah, yeah, uh, Canadians have an upward inflection in, in some of the words they they say. Yeah, um, so like I said, this was is just everybody involved: Johnson, Dundee, Lance, even Eddie Martin. Everybody was spot on. This was just great. Um, so Dundee leaves. Um, like I said, this is just really, really good. Uh, so we've got the fourth match today. we got Diamond Tanaka with Bruno. No graphic as usual. None that, that. But did you notice real quick on the graphics that the CWA logo is in the upper left corner? I did not notice that. 
Yeah, they've got this. So they, they they won't put Bruno on there, but they got the CWA logo. So hey, they're they're uptown a little bit. They've been say yeah, they they're not giving the managers their graphic with uh, their their. Because they did just have Championship Wrestling and font. I didn't I didn't pay. I'll have to look, have to look at that next week. See if they still have it. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it says Diamond Tanaka versus uh, Star Travis and Star. Nobody first. I guess because there was too many letters. Uh, Travis and Travis and John and uh, Paul Diamond start out uh, like usual. Nice. They did really nice Star, arm work. Star and Travis are finally in matching gear. Both wearing white boots, white tights. Okay, I'm trying to think. Yeah, because he had a yellow. Because Marshall had a yellow star on his white uh, white trunks. Yeah, no, I don't know yeah. if there's a. If, I don't know if there's a star on Travis's. No, but I'm just um, saying though. I just and, and I, I, the I knee pads like, yeah. didn't match, but that's just because Travis doesn't wear knee pads because oh, he's yeah. a psychopath. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was thinking about it. yeah they did because I remember that I remember that yellow star sticking out and I was like, so yeah they were wearing white okay. Uh, there was some nice arm work to begin with. Um, Bruno was on the mic, and I thought we were just gonna get another. I thought we were gonna get the racial slur of the day. And he really didn't. He just... <coughs> oh, crap. Hold on. <coughs> I gotta get something to drink. Mm. Man. Uh, you're all good. No, you're right. It was super beautiful wrestling. And, like, they cut off the baby faces just enough for them to come right back on them. Yeah. Man, what a side slam. Yes. By Billy Travis. Like, he always has a good one, but on this one, because I guess because Tanaka's such a good post and so light... Yeah. He jumps with it. Oh, it was beautiful. And we follow, get that followed up with a monkey flip on Paul Diamond. Yeah, it was good, man. Really good shine for them. It looked... Yeah, I was saying, man, can you imagine you giving them 20 minutes at a house show? Oh, it'd be amazing. Yeah. How over was the monkey flip in the studio, by the way? Yeah, because that's very... Even, you know... It used to be some all time, but you don't see monkey flips. Even, even around 87, pretty much have been... Have, Going by the way, you know. Wait oh, you don't. Yeah, you don't see them in twenty twenty. That's why I love teaching them at the school because everyone goes, "What's this? I've never seen this." Yeah. But the thing is, though, you know, monkey flip is really dangerous to take. Yeah, if you don't know what you're doing, because you can your your ankles get rolled up underneath. Like that's how Pillman broke his ankle. Yeah, I mean it, it's easy to do because you don't hardly ever take them. But yeah, you're if you don't land right, man, you you can your ankles will get folded up underneath you. Um. Because nobody, yes, because nobody takes them anymore, so they're not tall anymore. Well, that's good for you. I'm glad you're doing that. That's awesome. Hey, um, man, if I, if I could do the bottle opener head scissor, I'd be teaching that too. <laughs> uh, we get a very short heat, but it bothers me because it all takes place, and it's literally like 30 seconds yeah. during a slow mo replay yeah. of the side slam. I was like, I just want to put it on here. I said, we got to see the side slam and, and slow motion replay during that time. That's when the, the heat, the hills got their heat. And we'll come back. They got it for about another five seconds, and then um, we got to a um, hot tag. Star comes in, bumps them, and then we go to a four way. And um, Star kills Tanaka with a drop kick. Oh, oh it, it, man, it was it was Jeff Jarrett level. It yeah. was oh it man. Was- Great. He took Tanaka's uh, head off, man. <laughs> and they did the old flip the pile finish. Uh, the referee's distracted. Diamond comes off the top and drops an elbow yep. uh, on Star. Flips the pile for the win of, win of the first fall. We saw a first fall actually get one. We've seen one in the past, but it's been a while. Yeah, it's usually time runs out every week. Uh, so they so 
They do the first fall. Then Eddie Marlin comes out and tells Lance that Bill Dundee will be the referee for the Rocky Johnson and George Barnes match. And I put, sorry, Eddie, we already know. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie, you're a little late to the party. Yeah. And so they cut the break. Lance with the last Evansville um, card. Uh, Lawler's there standing with the Southern Belt, which we don't. I'm assuming that's what was on the 30 minute Memphis part of Brookhouse losing the belt back to Lawler. So yeah, but we knew he, we knew he was the Southern Heavyweight Champion because uh, Bachwinkle mentioned that in his promo. Oh, that's right. That's right. I forgot about the part. Yeah, but still though, we didn't we didn't get none. Of, but okay, so Lawler talks uh, about the match with Bachwinkle. This is excellent, Lawler. Yes. Excellent. Really good. Uh, talks about. It just, <clears throat> like I said, him and Dundee, when they trying to be goofy and funny, they're old and out of touch. They're not funny. When they want to be serious, they're dead on, spot on. It was good. That was that was good Lawler right there. You know, hey, he didn't get in the, you know, they were just, you know, it was just good Lawler, you know, promo for the match. So, yeah, oh, and I like what he said, too. He, you know, they, they talk about the controversy, which uh, any fan of wrestling has seen, where Hennig wins the belt from Bockwinkle. Um, and he says, in, in his eyes, Kurt Hennig isn't the caliber wrestler of Nick Bockwinkle. Yeah. So he knows that if I can beat Nick Bockwinkle, I can beat Kurt Hennig. Yeah, and he, then he, br- and he also brings up the old history about when he turned on him in the Idol and Rich feud, remember? Yeah, so there's a little bit of little bit of steam there. Yeah. It's not just a, a straight match, kind of like Bockwinkle put yeah. it out to be. Yeah, it, there's a little bit of heat there. Yeah, because remember he let, he turned on him because remember he brought him in as his partner, then he turned on it and uh, back. Gosh, what was that? March. Something. Yeah. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, yeah. So it, that was you know he brought that. It was good. It was like I said. It was really really good from uh, interview by Lawler. Really good stuff. Um, so I come back to the studio, Lance is standing out, comes Jeff Jarrett, says this is a Bubba was supposed to uh, be, do his interview during this time, but he wasn't, he's not going to be able to. Jeff says he's going to tell everybody who the mystery partner is and says the mystery partner is going to be, you ready for this? Oh, I, I don't know if I can handle the suspense. Goliath. Really? Yeah, can you believe that? It's not that? like we weren't given that 15 minutes ago. <laughs> And you know it got a, it, it it didn't get a big pop, but it got a nice little pop from it. But what did get a pop is Jarrett throwing in that he's going to be in Bubba and Goliath's corner. Yeah, and they did not stooge that off. Yeah, I was like that. I was like that was not. He was. Yeah, I put on there. I said. So and then he says he's going to be in the corner, and that wasn't in the Evansville rundowns. So that was good. They say at least they saved something for us. <laughs> so they go to the second fall star and. Uh, Tanaka start out with a little shine. <clears throat> this irritated me because Star was fired up. Like at first, wouldn't let him get in the ring. Yeah. And then when they get when uh, Tanaka gets in the ring, they start wrestling. Yeah. yeah I thought, it, I thought, it, thought it irritated should... me because he was so fired up and he had fists up. Yeah, because he was mad. Because finally gets in the ring, they lock up. Yeah, because they he was mad because he had Tanaka beat that first fall. You know. He still have been mad, and he was showing it. And then, all right, let's go to a wrestle match. But what about that back, big backdrop Diamond took? Oh, <laughs> uh, it was really good. Yes, man. I was like, well, a big backdrop. Oh, 
capital letters. Uh, Travis hit a nice flying elbow. Um, man, Travis was so good. Yeah, he you was. Know? It's just a shame that. And then you know, it, he was so good in the ring, but his talking wasn't there. And then later on, when he got his talking, he was oh, it's like, man, if it's one, you know, if he could have been born ten years earlier, you know, he was on the dying, you know, uh, time period of the territories, you know, and. But, you know, if he could have been in the 70s, oh, man, he was money, dude. Uh, yeah, he was. Especially after he learned how to talk. Oh, my gosh. Um, let's see. Travis and, and Pat fall on the floor. Uh, they're fighting while Paul Diamond and Mark Starr's in the ring. And all of a sudden, all four on the floor, and we get a double count out. Uh, they brawl to find the heels, powder to the back. To the back. Which, uh, D- Dave covers this in the rundown, but because of that, the heels actually win. Yeah, because it's two. It's only two falls, and they won the first one. Second one was a double count out. So they cut the break. They, yeah, they come back. And Lance and Dave's already uh, talking about the show results. Lance, um, that like I said, Dave says that. So yeah, they. So it was two. That's there's only two falls. They won. Uh, the heels won the first one. Second was so yeah. So the, so actually we have we actually finally have somebody that actually wins the um, you know usually it's always. Um, time you know, it's always a time limit expiration, you know. So we actually get a clear cut winner for once. <laughs> That's and it's the heels, which is even crazier. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're you know they're they're. I think well, I think they need. It's good because it, you know they're 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 working together again. You know they're doing singles around the around the loop for that week. So, uh, so basically, uh. They give the show the rest of the uh, results and everything. Uh, Lance signs off, music and graphics hit, and they play all the way out. The show goes off. Uh, overall, I got was a really good show. I just wish they would have had the um, the Evansville rundown put to the back and did all the so they didn't stooge off the main angles. You know. Yeah, I, I, this was a. A good storyline-driven show. Um, I I think we've yet to have a a show with a good balance of good matches and good storyline. But as far as storyline, this one was excellent. Okay. I was thinking about something while I was doing it, while I was writing my, finishing up my notes and everything. You know, I thought about something. What if Bill would have turned on Rocky? Oh, it would have been insane. And... Rocky and it would have drew money. And it have been Dundee and Barnes against Rocky, and Rocky brings somebody in. Boy, wouldn't that have popped the territory? I think it would have. I think it would have been fantastic. And you think, and, and if they would have did it right, you know, not like the idle Lawler, idle Rich and Lawler gimmick where they were so off and on. If they would have did it, you know, did it out, did it right, you know, book it backwards, and everything, they could have got some really good mileage and really. Put that territory on its on its, you know, because man, that would have I think that would have been really good. It was good what they got out of it, but I think that there would have set the territory on fire. Barnes and but I'm just wondering how you know because Barnes wasn't there, but I think another two months, maybe month and a half. So I don't know. It might have even been that long. I should look how far forty and the results to see if well he was still getting booked. Because it might have just only been there a month. If it's only a month, I could see why not. But 
you know, if he had like a like a three month run, you know, if it turns out to be like a three month run, I would have went with that because that just would have, you know. Uh, got her Tojo went on the show or Evansville again. Uh, the Lawler Brickhouse that be that's a hot angle, nowhere to be found. You know. Yeah, I, I thought that was strange, but where we're going with, uh, you know, Lawler going for the shot of the the world's title, like, I think that takes precedence. But my thing is, though, you know, like I said, it was most likely was the, the segment was on the Memphis thing, but Brookhouse goes from main eventing the shows for the last two or three weeks to mid-card working John Paul. That... That, that don't make, I didn't understand that, though. Uh, he, he gets to get a win underneath while Lawler, you know, goes for the world title. Because that's always been the thing in Memphis, right? Whoever's a Southern heavyweight yeah. title, yeah. a champion gets the, gets oh, yeah. the world heavyweight title shot. Yeah, so. yeah they, it's always, that's how they always, they've worked their angles and stuff off from it. Uh, but I don't know, I just, I don't know, I just seem, I don't know, I guess because, I don't know. I see what you're saying, but then I'm like, it just kind of sucks with man because Brookhouse had some momentum, you know. And yeah, no, no, definitely they they either cut it short or they're putting it on the back burner short. Yeah. But I see why they're doing it, and Lawler's not going to give that shot to anybody but him. Oh yeah, yeah, it's only yeah. Lawler. I, just, I mean, it ain't going. Nobody else is going to get it. You know. Uh, I'm thinking, see, maybe they're going to do a, a gimmick out of it where Brookhouse. Cost Lawler the match against uh, Henning, maybe, and go back into it, maybe. Something. I'm trying to run through my timing because I can't remember when Lawler beats Henning. Oh, it's an '88, May of '88. Okay, then maybe that is the case then. Yeah, it's it's, you know, it's a long it's a long way away. It's almost a year away. So it's because Brookhouse he's done come and gone. I think actually was Babyface when that when actually Lawler won the strike. I think he was already back as Babyface. I think yeah. Um, all right, we got a couple minutes. Uh, anything you want to add? Uh, no, man. Like I said, like I said, it's a, it's a good storyline show. I think it progressed storylines really well. Um, I wish we could see. Um, hopefully, we'll see a clip from Barnes and and Johnson. Uh, but I, I bet that'd be a really hot match live. Oh yeah, yeah. You know it's gonna be it's gonna be really good. And with Dundee thrown in there, with him battling, you know, battling his emotions between his, you know best friend for life and you know his best friend for the last 20 years you know what I'm saying so it's um it's gonna be really good to see how they did that but well, I'm sure we won't get to see it actually spoiler alert I'm gonna go on to spoil it right now we don't get to see it because next week it's a uh, B loop tape the um uh yeah the B tape of the loop whatever you don't try to say the, the B the loop tape is the B show so yeah it's it's very disappointing <laughs> Very, very disappointing. Um, but, um, all right, like I said, that's great. It was a really, would have been a, it was a good show. Could have been a great show. Um, I liked what they did and, and, you know, except for, so the Memphis, the Memphis show would have been really good, um, you know, because it's not edited and all that stuff and, and you got to see it in real time as it went down, so it would have been a lot better. But that's about all I got. Um, so we got about, 30 seconds, we'll wrap this on up. Uh, for Jeremiah Plunkett and Quinn Carenza, hey, that's me. Thanks for listening, and God bless. Bye-bye, everybody.